Hello and welcome back to the itinerary episode number 31. It's catching up to our age, Jack. Don't reveal that. 21 plus. Not 31 yet. But episode 31. You are over 31, mister. Hey, age is just a number. You're about you are. To, you're about to turn <laughs> even older in a couple of weeks. Woohoo! Welcome, everybody. I am one of your hosts, Jared Schwartz. I am the other, Melissa Schwartz. Today, we take you on a wild adventure out west. Oh, Canada. Come on, sing it with me. I'm not singing. Our home and native land. Okay, that's all I got. Uh, We are going to Banff, Banff National Park, uh, the town of Banff Springs, out in the Canadian Rockies. Uh, We actually just got back from there a couple of days ago. Um, Long weekend, if you will, quite... We've had another trip since then, but this is true. We just got back a couple of days ago. (laughs) I mean, they all kind of (laughs) blend together at this point. Um, But for today's purposes, we're going to keep it on topic, and we're going to talk about the journey out west. So for a quick, I would say, long weekend that... Includes three nights. It was a bit much to get out there, and we'll get into that. And then we'll get into where we stayed and what we did and everything like that. I have a question. Would you have wanted to stay longer, or are you just saying that it's a schlep from where we live? I don't know. It's called a tease. We'll find out inside the episode. Okay. How about that? Okay. So if you want I'm, like, really killing your vibe right now. Um, if you want to go back and listen to previous episodes of the itinerary, uh, we just wrapped up our 2019 Europe summer, um, Melissa's birthday celebration trip, whatever you want to call it. Um, that's what I want to call it. Yeah. We had four episodes. So, uh, last week we were talking to you about Portugal, the Algarve coast. Um, prior to that, we had Ibiza, we did Barcelona, and Sicily. So, those are the previous four episodes. You can go back and listen. We also had some great, uh, guests on, did a few interviews prior to that. If you want to go check those out, um, wherever you're listening to this podcast, whether it's Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, uh, just click on available episodes, and there you can download it. Remember to rate, review, subscribe. Um, also, if you want to check out our travel pictures, head on over to the, uh, at the itinerary travel on Instagram. That's where we're at. Um, also if summer's kind of wrapping up, it's still warm out, but fall is coming and there's some good travel deals out there. So if you have some points and miles saved up and you want to go somewhere, then head on over to the website, uh, the itinerary travel.info. Um, all you have to do is click on the top of the page, contact us, and send in a message, and then we can help you out. Melissa actually uh, just got one of the credit cards purely for a sign-up bonus, um, and she'll be putting that uh, into effect when, uh, when those points hit. So there's deals out there to be had. I'm sure either a lot of you have done so in the past, or you're loyal to your American Express card or your Chase sapphire card and you've been saving those miles up and if you want to convert them 
Um, if you want to go one way with points and miles, the other way with cash, we can help you out with that too and get you the best deal possible. So a couple of things. Hit the website, theitinerarytravel.info. Hit the Instagram, at theitinerarytravel, and get ready for the Banff episode because it's coming at you right now. now. Three nights, Banff National Park. Um, this is a place I had my eye on for a while. The mountains, the nature, it's what I'm all about. <laughs> <laughs> well, not really, but I'm about the views. And if I can get a nice hotel with awesome views, that's what does it for me at this point. So we were looking around for a while, and we came upon... Uh, Banff, which is in the Canadian Rockies, uh, if you don't know where Banff is, um, if you've been out to Salt Lake City or Park City, Utah, go directly due north, um, obviously cross the Canadian border, um, and then you'll hit Banff if you know where Calgary is on the map, or you can look it up. That's the closest major airport, that's where you have to fly into, um, so that's what we did, and then about an hour and a half probably two hours with a little bit of traffic to get into Banff, but a beautiful drive as well. So how'd we get there? Air Canada. So Air Canada is kind of interesting. They have Air Canada and they have Air Canada Road. And you say, okay, well, what's the difference between the two? Well, there's, there's one direct flight from where we're positioned out there. But that was about triple the price, so we weren't going to do that. So we connect... JFK or Newark? Um, Newark. So uh, not that easy for us to get to anyways, and the cost was so sky high, um, we did the connection. So on the way there, uh, went to Toronto, so about an hour flight uh, from LaGuardia, which we departed from on regular Air Canada, okay? Um, and then you get there, uh, it was... Uh, an Airbus, uh, pretty good leg room on the initial flight out there, um, but pretty quick. Once you get to Toronto, um, you have to go through customs and, and immigration, but it's a pretty quick um, process. There's really no line, and there's one section um, that's just for flights coming from the U.S. and going into Canada. So we did that and then transferred there, had a little bit of a layover, and then we took Air Canada Road which is built as Air Canada's low-cost airline. Okay, so you say, what's the difference? Well, um, bigger planes, but older planes. So these are planes um, that they have either leased out or used to run for a long, long time. These were 767s, so the seating was 232 on that. But right when you got on, you could tell it's a much yeah, older it looked, plane. It looked old. Yeah, the seats were older. Um, they were cramped in, so you do have less leg room. Um, we had two together, but it, it was a tight squeeze on there, and that's a, that's a pretty decent flight. That's four hours. Um, but that's what they have to go out there. Um, and they do it for certain reasons. They put these rogue flights um, kind of on vacation destinations. So, obviously, in the summer and the fall, Banff is a big area. It's also in the winter because of skiing, but... Um, they put the bigger planes because they have a lot more demand for it. Um, besides that, uh, you know, food for sale, 
Um, if you want specialty drinks, and I'm not even talking about liquor, like if you wanted a Pellegrino, they had regular sparkling, wa sparkling water, but if you wanted a Pellegrino, that was like $3 extra. Um, they had a lot of food choices on there, but obviously it cost for anything. You could get sandwiches, salads. I think you got like a snack pack thing with hummus. Yeah, the Sabra hummus and pretzel right. situation. Um, service was good. Uh, no issues there um, on time. And paid cash for the tickets. And then... Um, Getting to Banff, so there's a way to get there, and then there's a way to get back, um, just because there's no Uber or Lyft or any ride-sharing service in the town itself. Um, Which you, is pretty common to a lot of the smaller places right. we go. So usually from the airport, we're able to take Uber, but we're not able to take it back to the airport. Yeah, that does happen sometimes. Uh, that was the case here. So we had the choice. They have um, a shuttle service, which we did take on the way back, and we'll talk about that. We could have taken it on the way there as well. Um, but our hotel, when I researched it, was the last stop. I really don't want to like be stopping at 15, hotel, 15 different hotels on our way there and make a two-hour trip into a four-hour trip. So the prices were virtually the same. So we took an Uber uh, from the airport. <laughs> One thing that was, that was pretty funny, I, I don't know if you remember this or not. I remember. Uh, you know what I'm going to say? That he needed gas and he wanted to go to McDonald's. Well, I don't care about the gas because, like, sometimes, you know, somebody picks you up at the airport and they think, all right, they're going into Calgary, which is a 15-minute ride. This is an hour and a half at best. So he needed gas, fine. Okay. The only thing was the gas station, the closest one, was apparently 15 minutes out of the way. So we went there, and then he asked us, do you guys want to go to McDonald's? Like, the McDonald's was right next to the gas station, but we're like, no, we don't want to go to McDonald's. We want to go to where the heck... We're trying to get to our hotel. That we've been up since 5.30 yeah. a.m. trying to And he wasn't, like, rude or mean. Like It was just weird. It was weird. Um, and then know, I'm paranoid, and I was like, oh, my God, is he high? Does he have the munchies? <laughs> maybe he's just being considerate that we got off of a long flight, and maybe we wanted some fast food. I don't know. But we politely declined, okay. and then Melissa gave a dirty look from the back seat. So, yeah, that's how it goes. Yeah. Um, so, little traffic going, beautiful ride. Um, once, it, it's interesting, like, the airport is 15 minutes outside of Calgary. Um, when you're taking the highway, you go through kind of different stages. So, the first stage is kind of, you know, the suburbs of the city. Then you get a little further, um, and it's more horse country. They have a lot of uh, wild horses out there. Um, you see a lot of hay, uh, I don't, hay barrels, I guess they're called, hay stacks, um, just sitting along the highway there. Um, and then you get into a little more rural farming, and uh, we saw some goats out there along the side of the road. Um, and then you get into the mountainous region. Um, right before you hit the park, um, you start seeing these dramatic, um, just mountain ranges, like, all to the left and all to the right. Well, so, I think it's really cool how you have to get into the town of Banff. Like, it's, you're crossing through a national park. Yeah. So, explain that. Well, yeah, so I was, I was getting there, but, um, when you drive and you start hitting the mountain ranges, um, eventually you'll get to the entrance to Banff National Park, um, which I was which, confused at first because I was like, I don't, 
I want to go to the hotel. <laughs> well, the hotel is in the park. Yeah, I didn't realize I mean, the, that. Oh, really? Yeah, no. Yeah, the park is huge. Tell our list. Yeah, yeah. I don't think our list. Yeah, the park is huge. Um, so there is an entrance. You do have to pay to go in to access the park. However, if you're taking an Uber like we were, you don't have to pay extra for that. Um, there was no issue. They the driver just said Uber taking them to the hotel. Cool. Go ahead. Um, once you get into the park. It's probably about 45 minutes, I would say. Um, you eventually get to the town of Banff Springs. And it's a it's like a traditional uh, ski town, I would say. Mountain village, if you will. Um, there's a nice main street with shops and restaurants. Um, it's just not one street. There, there's multiple streets. There's side streets. But it's one, you know, big area. And then we were staying at the Fairmont... Uh, Banff Springs, not to be confused, because there's another Fairmont about 45 minutes away at Lake Louise, which we'll talk about as well. Um, But the Fairmont um, is the largest hotel there. It's been around a a long time. It's kind of like a landmark of the area. And it's about a five-minute drive from the downtown area. Um, very walkable. I would say about a 20-minute walk. We did it when it was nice out. Mm -hmm. Um, It's not hilly, which I was surprised at. It's a rather uh, smooth walk, even. And yeah, you... um, So we pulled up to the hotel. Um, I don't know what your impressions were going into it, um, but the outside was certainly nice. It was a large... It's absolutely beautiful. It looks like a castle. Yeah, it does look like a castle. Um, There's a main area. There's a... There's like three areas, but they're all connected. Um, the main area has most of the restaurants. Um, if there's more than five, I believe. Yeah, the hotel is definitely positioned that like you have Main Street and walking distance, but you could definitely have enough there that you would never leave. need to leave the premise. They have right. a bowling alley. They have a lot of restaurants. Yeah, they have activities to do, um, or if you just want to hang out, awesome lounges and patios, which we'll talk about as well. Um, I know you had some issues with the hotel, um, at first when you, I guess more so when you walked into the room, uh, what, what'd you, what'd you think think of it? I think it's all relative. I think that we paid over $500 a night when you factor in taxes and the inside of the hotel, like clearly had not been renovated in the past 20 years. And I think that. They kind of have a monopoly on the high-end hotel, both in Banff as well as Lake Louise, because they have a Fairmont there as well. And I just, I I don't think that that room is worth over $500 a night. I think it's worth like $220 at best. It's interesting. We could have gotten a better rate if we went later. If we went in mid-October, I got, I want to say around 3 so, I know you wanted to go in this time because it was a little Yeah, warmer. I don't have a problem paying what we paid. I have a problem with what we got for what we paid. And I also, our first international trip together four years ago was to Montreal in October, and it was unpleasant to walk around in. And since you were so into the views, I wanted to be able to stand outside and not be miserable so going over Labor Day and also having days off from work packed into that just made the most sense. So my question to you is, 
you don't think it was worth the 500 do you think it would be worth something around 300 I think they need to renovate their hotel is what I think. I think that it's 20 plus years since it's been renovated. It's, it's apparent that bowling alley was decrepit. Like, So it's interesting you say that because they maintain that they renovate a certain part of the hotel every single year. Yeah, they need to renovate more than just a portion. Right. So um, last year they renovated one of their restaurants. Um, this year they're doing two of their lounges. So, um, they do do upgrades. I think they just probably need to do an overhaul yes. more than section by section. Yes. Or not charge what they're yeah. currently charging for the cost of a room. Right. Um, do you not agree? I, th- I think you thought it was worse than I thought. Um, I didn't, I didn't think it was awful. I thought it was older, but I thought it also... I mean, like I said, it's all relative. Like, we went on a domestic trip this weekend, so we're not going to do that as an episode, but we stayed at a Fairfield Inn. I didn't complain once, because I felt like the room was appropriately priced. It was also a king suite, I think. <laughs> that, was actually, that was actually a pretty nice room. We don't need to talk about that. <laughs> what I'm trying to say is, is that yeah. that room... Like, that hotel was not nearly as nice, and I didn't complain once because I felt like the pricing scale was appropriate. Like, I just don't think that that hotel was appropriately priced. Well, the thing is, there's not a lot, there's not a lot that's of options, why I said they and have, there's a they, lot of demand. They have a monopoly. Right. Um, so, yeah, that's what it is. For the um, high-end hotels, they right. so they don't really need to do I, I I thought, like, I agree with what you're saying. I also thought it kind of fit the vibe of the town and the area more so. And what I mean by that is... Um, there could be rustic chic and it not look like it's from 1992. So, yeah, agreed. Anyways. Um, yeah. So there's a lot of places, like, if you just wanted to stay at that hotel, like, you could do it. Like, Melissa mentioned there's a bowling alley. Um, there's a spa that was just redone two years ago, or so they say. Um, there's a couple of pools, if it's nice. Tons um, of activities for kids. They have cornhole. They had the gigantic, um, what is it called? Connect Four. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think if you if you had small children, it would be a great place to bring them. Mm-hmm. Um, so we got in about three o'clock. I would say. Um, I think it's the, two hours ahead there because they're on mountain time. I was rather behind. Right, two hours behind. Um, I thought the patio was like the greatest area of the hotel. So they have inside lounges, and then you walk outside, um, and there is a when it's nice out. <laughs> there is a Mexican restaurant on the patio. When there's any sense of rain, they shut it down completely. Um, but besides that. Um, there's good areas like to take pictures of that have views of two cascading mountains on either side of you with like a little stream down below. Um, that's like the money shot there. And then there's also two different levels of seating. So on the bottom level, um, there's Adirondack chairs and fireplaces outside. And then on the upper level, um, outside the lounge, there's a seating area with couches and then, again, fireplaces. So you can have a drink out there. Um, pretty nice. The, it was 
it was raining off and on, like, just like, I, I mean, they call it mountain weather because it can change on a dime. Um, Friday was beautiful. Saturday was terrible. It was raining the entire day. And Sunday is what I think the actual mountain weather is, is where it's like raining on and off, <laughs> kind of like a Seattle morning where it rains in the morning and then... It, yeah, pretty, it pretty similar to Seattle, like rainy, foggy in the morning, definitely cooler, but then the sun comes out and it gets like, it got in the 70s. Yeah. And then at night it would drop uh, low 60s, I would say. So maybe take a sweater or a light jacket or something, but it's pretty nice. So I'm, I'm smiling and laughing to myself when you're talking about these views because you weren't the only person at this time that was like, oh, these are sick views. If you remember, there were some very attractive women at our hotel that were taking pictures because they were part of the Revolve trip tour. What is Revolve? Revolve is a high-end clothing company, and what they do is, in order to push their clothing, they hire Instagram models to do so, and they organize these trips. So initially, I knew about this because I follow Amanda Stanton from The Bachelor, and I saw that she was there, and then she was tagging Revolve. But it was funny to look at you because you were just like, why are all these hot women here in, like, leather pants taking pictures? And it was really funny. <laughs> I mean, there's one that comes to mind that... And they weren't even leather. They were patent leather pants. Pleather, right? Pleather in a fucking national park. Oh, whoa. In a national park. I was like, this is crazy. Um... Yeah, she was wearing, like, a crop top and, oh, the, yeah. and the pleather pants and had, like, a glass of wine, and another girl was taking pictures of her. And I just sat down and just was watching the show, <laughs> and they probably took about 50 different pictures in, I don't know, five different poses, all wearing the same outfit, same glass of wine. Um, I'm like, who are these people? And then you were kind of trying to explain it to me. And then I kind of do this thing where I laugh at them, just to, like to get them to notice me that I'm laughing at them. Um, and I did that a couple of times. <laughs> a couple of times. they not phased. Oh, they didn't, like, ca- they didn't I care. I think they just get that all the time now. Yeah. I'm like, what are you doing? Like, why? Why? Why are you doing this? Um, so you tried to explain it to me. Um, the first night, so they had a bunch of different restaurants. Um, I think if you go on their website, there's like 12 listed uh, different options. Um, so... They're known for their beef up there, Alberta beef, big thing. Um, if you, This is a good time to, before we get into the food. So Alberta is obviously the province. Do you remember, we played this game, do you remember the provinces in Canada? There are seven? Um, I don't know. <laughs> I think there's six. Can you I mean, name I remember them? some of them, Ontario. Correct. That's it? British Columbia. Stop showboating. Saskatchewan. Did you look this up beforehand? No, (laughs) I just know this. Okay. Um. So, anyways, Banff is in the province of Alberta. They're known for their beef. Um, They actually have one of the only. 
Wagyu, Wagyu beef farms, like all Wagyu farms. Yeah, I think the other only other place is Japan. Right. right. Um, so that shows up on a bunch of menus. So anyways, uh, picked a chop house, 1888 chop house, it's called, uh, to go to for the first night. Um, in our hotel. Right, in the hotel. Um, I got the bison tartare to start, which was really good. I'm really not a steak tartare person, or I wasn't to begin with, but, um, they're known for their bison up there. And I think like you really get a true sense of the flavor if you get it like that. It's usually mashed up with garlic, um, stone ground mustard. Um, an egg. An egg is mixed in there. Um, just a, a good little appetizer. Um, but unfortunately, at least for me, that was the best thing I had at that restaurant. Um, I got a ribeye. It was too well done. It was too salty. Um, we got a couple of sides. They weren't good either. Um, you... I got the Wagyu. Yeah. I liked it. Uh, yours was definitely better than mine. Um, we had an interesting couple sit next to us. Um, I don't really like to make chit-chat, small talk um, at a nice restaurant just because I think the tables are set up in a ni- in such a way that there's like enough space in between. If you're at a cafe or like you're in France or something or even New York City, which I don't like, where you're sitting on top of people and you like can hear their conversations and like obviously you can just like turn your head and start talking to somebody. Um, but we were in this like nice steakhouse and this couple just started chatting us up uh, from the great state of Oklahoma. And I don't know, you, you kind of went back and forth with them. What's, like, what's your take on that kind of stuff? Like, are you, are you usually okay with it? Or would you rather somebody not ask you questions while you're trying to eat? So I was okay with it and the, until she started talking about how the girl that she had met earlier was texting her. And then I became very <laughs> nervous that she was going to ask for my phone number. Because I'm kind of like, I will be nice and hospitable in the moment. But yeah. after that, like, we're done. Right. And I got very nervous that she was going to ask for our phone number. Like, NNF, right? No new friends. Correct. Yeah. Like, we don't we don't need that. We can be friendly, but we don't need to strike up, Unless like... Unless you want to subscribe to our podcast. Yeah, sure. Anyways. Um, so, I was happy when they got <laughs> and left. Um, luckily, they were on dessert when we sat down, but they ended up staying quite a long time. Yeah. Um... Okay, so that was that. Was that. Um, so first full day there, um, we went into town and, you know, you have your, yeah, you have your pick of, of places if you do your research right. I wasn't like sold on one place to go to for breakfast brunch. Um, there were a few different options. I was reading the reviews. I was like, hmm, all right, let's just try something. So there was this New Orleans Cajun place there that was kind of known for their breakfast. Um, I think it was more quantity than quality because the menu was huge. There were so many options, but what we got wasn't really great. No. Um, I think we got a French toast thing to share, and I got Eggs Benedict. And I got an omelet. Right. My omelet was terrible. So that was, was terrible. Tolulos? Is yeah, that yeah. Tolulos. Yeah. So we went there. Wouldn't wouldn't recommend it. Definitely not. Um we did have 
better breakfast options the following day. Um, I guess we can get into that now. We can just kind of go through the food. Um, so I found this place, Wildflower Bakery, which was not on a lot of the list, but like I was trying to do a uh, deeper dive to, we, we kind of like the, the bakery homemade stuff, like grab and go situations. Um, and that's what this place was. So I figured we'd check it out. They had sandwiches for lunch. We obviously we went for breakfast. Um, super good. Yeah. Um, they make, obviously they make their own bread. So we had a breakfast sandwich on homemade sourdough is really good and then a couple pastries yeah we split a cinnamon bun and what was the other thing we split I, oh banana bread banana bread yeah really good uh big line when we got there but moved pretty quickly um so if you want like a quick breakfast uh good coffee as well um i would recommend it super affordable like the sandwich was under eight dollars and the pastries were like three or four um, so good one there, Wildflower Bakery. We also had a reservation, which we didn't use, which was the bison. Um, they're kind of, they're known for their bison short rib for dinner. Um, but they only have brunch on Sunday and like bison wasn't on the menu for brunch, but I was reading a couple of things that they have an acoustic, um, acoustic singer there and they were really like trying to promote their brunch um, and their drinks and stuff. So I made a reservation, actually ended up being right next to the bakery. But when we were down there, we were there a little early before it even opened. So we just hit the bakery instead. Um, but the bison known for their short rib. Um, and if you want to check out their brunch, go, go right ahead. Um, a couple of dinners, you want to get into that? Yeah. Okay, so... Park Distillery, which is an actual distillery. Um, it's on the main street there, which is Banff Avenue. Um, they, they're known for their open campfire cooking. So what does that mean? Well, I mean, it's cooking like meats <laughs> over an open fire, basically. Um, they have a big menu. They make their own vodka, gin, and rye there. Um, you can get flavors as well. You, what'd you try? I tried the vodka. I tried their uh, vanilla vodka, which I was not a fan of. But Do you usually like flavored vodkas to begin with? I don't like flavored vodkas that you that you buy. Like I don't like a kettle one vanilla. But for instance, if something it has pineapple, like fresh pineapple in it, so you like, you like more of an infusion. Yeah. So I thought that was what this was going to be like since right. we were at the distillery, but it's okay. Yeah, they had vanilla, they had, I think, jalapeno. They had jalapeno, and they had espresso. Oh, yeah, espresso. Um, so, I was, when I was reading, the go-to was the roast chicken. Um, we... Well, we went to Grapes at our hotel right beforehand. Which, right. According to TripAdvisor, is the number one restaurant in Banff. Um, okay. <laughs> I happen to have really liked it. Um, it was charcuterie and meats and cheeses. Um, it's like bar seating, so you have the cheesemonger right in front of you. It's not like a dinner place, though. It's more like... I mean, I certainly... If you order enough meat, you will get filled up on it, but that's just not the way I want to have nah. a meal, so... It was good, though. Like, yeah. They, he made um, his own version of bison tartare, 
um, fresh right in front of us. So we saw that. Uh, a couple different cheeses, a couple different meats. Um, a lot of pickling. Yeah, a lot of pickled vegetables. That was in our hotel. So uh, we did kind of a snack situation there. Or and like then, our appetizers there. So then we went, we went yeah. to Park Distillery. We just had... Right their roast chicken which is what they're famous for and it was delicious it was so good i it was i think it was the best chicken i've ever had um we got a whole chicken you could get a half or a quarter um they have a huge menu with like you know sandwiches different meats all obviously as well um and a slew of sides so when we got there and we just ordered like the chicken the waitress was like kept on saying, "Are you sure? Like that's all you want? Don't you don't you want anything else? Don't you want to try different things?" And we're like, "No, we we know what we want." So it was a whole roast chicken, um, came with gravy on the side. I had the gravy, you did not. Um, it was really good chicken. Um, it's hard sometimes. Like it, a lot of the time, it dries up. Um, you can't get the flavor profile out of it that you want. This was seasoned really well. Um, obviously you're getting the whole chicken, so you get white meat and dark meat. Um, it was really good. One of the, yeah. you know, I, I was really impressed with it. And then we're going to talk about our last dinner and then we, we did actually a lot of activities. Yeah. So we're we're going to get, get into that. We're going to get into that. <laughs> um, but let's talk about the last one and then we can kind of yeah. jump over. So Chuck's Steakhouse, which got like the best reviews as far as steak goes, um, I believe I had a filet. It was good. I didn't think it was any better than the Wagyu I had the other night, but I know you really like this place. Yeah, I thought that the atmosphere was, it was very, like, relaxing. Oh, and you loved the dessert. I did. Um, I really liked everything there, honestly. Um, Tableside Caesar to start, uh, always a fan of that. Um, And then I got the Wagyu, I believe, ribeye. Um, it was good, obviously not as tender as like a Wagyu filet that you had, uh, but yeah, really good. And then an awesome dessert as well. Um, ice cream pie, basically. Yeah. Ice cream pie. Can't go wrong with that. Um, highly recommend that steakhouse right in town, right on the corner. Um, and one thing I wanted to talk about before we got into the activities really is like how we got back the transportation situation because... When we got done, it was pouring out, so we couldn't walk. There's no taxis there. There's no Uber. So it's like, what are you going to do? Well, they have this public transportation system called Rome, uh, which is a bus service, and there happened to be a stop right outside of the restaurant. Um, the number two bus is that's what you take to get back up to the hotel. It's $2 a person, um, and it comes twice an hour. So that's what we did. We did it the previous day, actually, also. When so it was that's how we knew about it to begin with um but super easy like not like your typical city bus like very nice very clean um five minute drive up the hill to the hotel um all right so let's get into some activities because a lot of people go there if it's not skiing it's hiking um we didn't really do either of those but um we did do cool things so one of the night you want to start out with uh the safari yeah okay um, so we went on safari. We did. Um, not your African safari, but a different type of safari. So a company called Discover Banff Tours. Uh, they have a ton of activities. 
if you want to go on a guided tour of basically anything in the area, whether it's um, a hike or you want to go to a certain lake, uh, they can take you there. But the one that caught my eye was the night safari, and that's what we did. So this was on um, our first full day there. Um, so we did it at night, leaves at 6.30, and it's a two-hour safari that takes you around Banff, and um, people will tell you, or if you do a little research on the town, there's wild animals in the town. Like, they're all over. and The garbage cans um, were really fascinating because they get so many bears, they have to have this, it's almost like a child lock on them mm-hmm. that took me a while to get the hang of. <laughs> it's so that um, the bear's paws can't fit in it. Um, so all the garbage cans are like that. Um, but this was, so a two-hour safari, you never know what you're going to see. If it's an actual safari, you're not guaranteed anything. Um, but you do know, like, the animals that are in the area, and then they have a list online of what they've seen every single day. So you knew, like, elk was a big thing, deer... Um, bears, um, <laughs> our driver was pushing squirrels on us for some reason. Well, because that's what he had been seeing, and I was right. not pleased if that was all we were going to be seeing. But you never know, like, I mean, so but it's anyway, this, it's a we bus. Got, we got very lucky. Yeah, I mean, it's a bus of 20 people or so. They were from all over, some Amsterdam, India, uh, yeah, a lot of different places, Canada, U.S., Um, Yeah, we did get very lucky. Why don't you tell the story of what we stumbled upon? Elk. Um, So it's apparently mating season, and there was one male elk, and he loses his antlers every season. Um, And so that's how you can tell the difference between males and females, because the males have the antlers. And he was in heat, and he was looking to procreate, and now, how I have a question for you. How does he look to procreate? What does he do? So, he makes these really weird noises. All right, you're going to have to give your best impersonation of the noise. I'm not. You Come on. I forget what it sounds like. You can do it. It's something like this. <laughs> but then, it's all about your scent, so he urinates on himself what if, if his cat call isn't enticing enough he then urinates on himself and so well, he actually urinates on the ground and then rolls, rolls in, in it and that's supposed to attract uh, the ladies um but so there were some small children on our bus and so our guide was trying to be pc as he was explaining this and he kept saying he's looking for a girlfriend now jared and i went on safari last last fall and there are some animals that really do mate for life. But the way that this man was describing it, I was very confused because it didn't seem like he was looking for a girlfriend at all. It seemed like he was looking to rape a woman. A ra- not rape a woman, rape a, rape a female elk. And so I asked him about it, and he was like, well, I have small kids on this bus, so I can't really like be honest about it. And I was like, oh. And so I felt a little stupid. But, yeah, basically there was one male elk, and there were maybe... <laughs> 50 women, and he was trying to catch one of them. Yeah, so kind of to set the scene for you guys is we go about an hour and a half, and all we really see are some deer, which aren't... From far away. From far away, which aren't really exciting. Um, They have grizzly bears out there. They have 
black bears out there and they have these elk. And the, the guy did say um, that they previously saw elk, um, that it is mating season, that we're going to look for something like a little closer to the road. Well, we're driving along and we just notice in the distance at first that there's about 50 elk. And then, so we pull back around and we pull over on the side of the road just to get a better view. And then you can see the one male with the huge antlers. So now we're in a situation where this is like, this is courting season. This is going on right now. Um, And then we open the door and get outside because they're still pretty far away and we hear the mating call. And our guide like flips out. He flips out that um, he's never seen this before. He's been doing it 15 damn years. He's never seen this many elk in this situation before. So we were like, oh, like we got to stay. I don't know what, what else we were going to try and find, but like when you're on safari and you find something, you stay there to see what happens. So we hear a couple of these calls and then the elk start getting closer and closer to us and everybody is following in our footsteps. And what I mean by that is a lot of people are on their own kind of looking for the same thing or they're driving around so all these and cars stop. Road. And this is a road. Like, this yeah. is their main road. This is like the highway there. Yeah. Um, so probably about 10 different cars pulled over on the side of the road. These people got out and our guide is the only guide there. So he's explaining to everybody that if they get closer or the male gets even closer, you need to get back in your car. Like, it's not a safe situation because he showed us pictures of one of the males um, basically crashing his antlers into a car and damaging it. Like, these are wild animals. Um, So we did have to get back in. They got really close, and they walked right in front of our vehicle. They walked across the road. Uh, The male was chasing around a couple of females different times, and we probably sat there. Rapist on the loose. Yeah, he was a... (laughs) <laughs> he was on the prowl. Um, he, yeah, he tried a couple of times. We probably sat there for about 40 minutes, maybe. Um, it was only a two-hour safari, so we had to go at a certain point. Um, but it was really interesting to see. Um, the safari itself was very affordable. I think it was like 50 bucks a person. Um, and if you guys ever go on an actual safari, you'll know that <laughs> you'll know that's nothing. Um so it was cool. It was something different to do, uh, 6.30 to 8.30, uh, right when you know the sun's starting to set. And I thought it was an awesome experience. Uh, so, yeah, we did that. And then um, the bus takes you back to your hotel. Uh, so we got a little drop-off service there. And, uh, yeah, that was, that was good. And then the next day, our second activity on our second day um, was Lake Louise. This was something you wanted to do. I was happy to oblige, and I actually found us like a great way to get there. Like at first, you wanted to rent a car and drive there, and like upon further review, that was not the way to go for a multitude of reasons. Yeah, so it was going to be over a hundred bucks to rent a car, and then we found out that if you get to Lake Louise after seven thirty a.m., there's nowhere to park. Um, there's the Fairmont Lake Louise, so I feel like we could have probably parked our car there. Uh, but you're risking it, because if 
they won't let you park your car there or they're full, then you're kind of screwed. So Jared was able to, this same Rome bus system, uh, we took a bus that was lovely. It had Wi-Fi, it had a bathroom, and it took you right there. Yeah, it was their and express bus. It was, what, $7 each way? It was 8 bucks each way per person. Um, so $32 total. Yeah. It picks you up right in town. So we grabbed breakfast that one day at the bakery. We walked five minutes, got on the bus. Um, as Melissa mentioned, Wi-Fi clean. Um, made one stop to pick you know some people up, but like we're talking two minutes. And then 45 minutes later, you're at Lake Louise. Takes you right up to the top, right where... I mean, the Fairmont is the only thing around Lake Louise. Um, so takes you right there. Uh, you get off. It was, unfortunately, it was cloudy when we were there. Um, so the views weren't spectacular. Um, but you did see, like, the water, which is known for its uh, aqua color, I would say. It's the glacial water. There is a glacier up there. It melts down. That's why it turns the water into a certain color. Yeah. It reminded me when we went to the Blue Lagoon in yeah, Iceland. Totally. And it definitely had that sulfur smell as well. Um, except the Blue Lagoon has what tectonic plates, which make it really warm. This does not have that. The water was super freezing. cold. Um, so you <laughs> you had in mind that you wanted to take a canoe or a kayak out into the water. Oh, yeah, because I saw those Revolve Influencers. They were on these, like, see-through canoes, and it looked absolutely beautiful. So we walked to where you could rent the canoe, and it was over $100 for 30 minutes. Per person. Per person. And so I was like, (laughs) that will not be happening. I didn't really want to do it in the first place just because I knew how cold the water was, and, like, those things are pretty wobbly. Like, I don't know. I just wasn't... I didn't need to go into the water but to anyway, get the But anyway, your cheapskate wife, I'm sure you knew as soon as I saw those prices, I was like, and we will not be doing that. <laughs> and I was like, okay, thumbs up. Um, so we walked back. We checked the hotel out. Um, a smaller version of, of ours, I would say. There's just no town there. So, like, if you stay there, you're stuck there. Like, unless you're renting a car from... I'm guessing the airport or a nearby, you know, there it's was, also 45 minutes further from Calgary. Right. Um, so it's over two hours to get there. Unless you want to like, if it's nice out, sit outside and look at that lake for 24 hours well, a day. No, I mean, people go hiking around Lake Louise. So that yeah. would take up a bulk of your day. We're right. just not those people. So for someone Correct. like us, Banff was definitely Better. the place to stay. This Correct. was a nice morning trip. Right. Um, we really, you know, 45 minutes to get there. We probably walked around for an hour or so um, and then went back. But, you know, super easy. Bus back. Boom. 45 minutes right into town. Uh, was able to walk around. You got that one, like, there was this dessert place where you got um, some... Oh, Beaver, some in town. It's called yeah. Beaver Tales. So when I studied abroad, one of my favorite things to do was to taste the pastries specific to that country. Um, so I don't know if this is specific to Canada or this is just a Banff thing, but this was their signature pastry and it smelled like a funnel cake, which isn't my favorite thing, but it looked like it in the sense it was like a long funnel cake and then you could get whatever topping you want. And I love Nutella. 
so there was one where you could just get Nutella on top. And so, yeah, beaver tail. And so we were talking about how funny it is how they name all these pastries that have animal names in them, like elephant ears and, <laughs> and whatnot. Um, was it good? Yes, wasn't my favorite pastry because I don't I don't love funnel cake and Zeppelin. But you want like, to try it? I wanted to try it. Okay, I did not try it, but um, Jared has a nut allergy, so he can't have Nutella. Right. I mean, they had other ones that didn't have Nutella on it. I just but you didn't want to share, not, so I might. It's have... not really my thing, anyways. Like yeah. I didn't I didn't want it to begin with, um, but I just I remember you, after we got back from like Louise, you wanted to stop at that spot. Um, and then, yeah, got up the next day, um, and we took the Brewster Express, which is a bus service, back. I believe, really, the only ways to get back to the airport would be to take this kind of bus service or if you rented a car to drive back yourself. Um, so it was, it was pretty easy. It was about um, 50 bucks a person. And get transfer isn't, like, a thing out there. They only had one quote, and it was ridiculous. Very expensive. Yeah, so... Um, a cab actually picked us up at our hotel, took us to a central bus terminal, um, and then the bus came and picked us up, which I thought actually was better. Because we didn't have to make as many stops. Right. Like, oh. I didn't really want to sit on the bus and make those 15 stops. So we made one stop after we got on the bus um, in a town, Canmore, which is about um, 20 minutes away from Banff, picked up a couple of people, boom, right to the airport, dropped us off easy um highly recommend it and then uh, we flew back um not on rogue actually regular air canada through montreal so uh four hours on the a321 33 seating pretty good leg room on air canada same thing um as the rogue if you want something to eat they have it but yeah you have to pay for it um in montreal tight connection um i don't know about an hour um and you still have to go through customs and immigration, whatever they have there. So um, we got there, you know, uh, there wasn't a line, which was good, but it still takes time. You have to go through security. Like, I felt like I went through security five different times um, and then connected in Montreal. Um, oh, yeah, we sat on the tarmac in Montreal for three hours. That was such a headache. So after flying for four hours, you're supposed to take, like, this easy 40-minute flight back into New York City sat on a damn tarmac for three hours because of weather at LaGuardia in the New York area. Which no one that was in the New York area seemed to It was just like, (laughs) you get these delays basically because of air traffic in the New York area and then weather. And then the weather could be from five hours ago, but there's a backlog of planes. So um, they shut down the engines. We sat there. Um, I thought we were going to have to go back to the gate because they were going to burn fuel even with the engine shut down, but they said, no, we'll be fine. So we sat there um, just kind of twiddling our thumbs for three hours. Um, I made the mistake of thinking like, oh, it's a 40-minute flight. I'll just get food when we get back. And now you're on this plane for three hours and hadn't eaten any dinner. It was like, oh, come on. Um, So anyways, got back. Um... All right, passport stamps, uh, Banff, three nights, um, what'd you think? What'd you give it? What'd you think? Wait, I want you to answer my question from before. Do you think that three nights was enough 
or do you or do you just per your comment earlier on or do you just think it happens to be a long trek for where we live I think it's a long trek so you don't think you needed more time it's tough to say like no I don't think we needed more time however I wouldn't have mind stay stay longer like I liked it I was enjoying myself um I mean it took us 13 hours to get back like it's a long freaking time so that's what would stop me from going again unless it was like part of a different you know trip a longer trip where you can you know go there for a couple of days but like you're not flying there and then flying right back um so that's my answer uh score what do you give it i give it an eight one because i don't think i wanted to stay there longer and i think for where we live it's it took us 12 hours going and we didn't have any delays and that's a really long time right um i'll go a little higher i'll go eight six really enjoyed it great scenery always love those mountain ski towns even though i don't ski i did one time but uh not really my thing um but just like sitting out on the deck if it's nice weather even if it's not nice weather like the views are insane good town pretty good restaurants um i would recommend it so i'll go eight six on the passport stamp so that is banff would you like to sing the national anthem with me once again oh canada our home and native land. Okay. Don't quit your day jobs. Okay, I won't. Um, so, episode 31. Remember, rate, review, subscribe. If you want to get in touch with us, go to the Instagram, at the itinerary travel. Um, if I love you, this, like, speaking with your hands you're doing if right you, now. Well, they, so can't see it. they can't so see that. I'm letting them know. It's adorable. It's called animated. Um, if you want to book a trip, get in contact with us. Go to the website at the... No, that's it. That's the Instagram. <laughs> at the Itinerary Travel is the Instagram. The website is theitinerarytravel.info. That's theitinerarytravel.info. Send us in a message. Let us know what you want to do, where you're thinking of going. We can help you out. Um, let me know what miles you have saved up, what's on your mind, where you've been thinking of, and we can put together a plan that saves you a lot of money and gets the most value out of those points and miles. So, for Melissa, I'm Jared. We'll see you next time. Bye.